Welcome to Christ, Culture, and Cinema with the doctor, Jeffrey Skopak, and his trusted assistant, Michael Pop, as they explore the intersection of faith, movies, and our contemporary context. Welcome back to Christ, Culture, and Cinema. And how are you doing today, Michael? I feel wonderful. I'm watching all the people around me cough and hack, and I'm not, so I feel wonderful. Yeah, we're kind of in the bubble uh, of the world of grossness with a school. Yeah, everybody is hacking, coughing, sick, and you and I are healthy. It's a rare moment. I'm going to say, let's stay with it. And we're going to. No hugging little kids today. Sorry, little kids. Yeah, we need a giant can of Lysol. Stay away from us. Spray them down. <laughs> Good heavens. Man, oh, man. Oh, it's, it's un- incredible. I, I don't know if it's, we all just were stayed away from yeah. all the germs for a while, yeah. and now we got to build the uh, yeah. the immune, immune system back up or what? But I don't know. A lot know. of people sick around us. Yeah, this is true. And here in northeast Florida, I mean, how can we complain? It's 80 degrees and sunshine outside, while the rest of the country is under the pall of frozen tundra. It's awful. I don't know how you people do it. I don't know either. I'd move to Florida. I, well... <laughs> We might get a little crowded, just saying. So. We, we, we probably will. But you know what? Yeah. No state taxes. Why wouldn't we? Well, this I'd is come true. Here too. This is true. And hey, come enjoy us. You know, let me tell you, I just got done watching um, Narco uh, on Netflix. Man, How was it? Man, that was so good. I haven't seen so it good. yet. Season three is not as good. Oh, um, wow. You binge watch how many seasons? Yeah, with three seasons. You pounded. I Holy did. Holy cow. Well, the first two, you know, really focused on, uh, you know, getting uh, Pablo Escobar. Uh, <laughs> And uh, then the third season is going after the other cartel, and it's just it's just not as it's just not hey, as dramatic. The people are watching; they're going to yeah. keep putting them out there. But yeah, it but starts get, to water down. I just started watching one that's dubbed over in English, and it was from uh, Telemundo, and it's uh, the story of El Chapo. Oh boy! Oh, he's a bad man too. Holy cow! I'm, these were all bad characters when we were growing up. I mean, I was in high school; you were in grade school. But holy nuts! These people. Now we get the front and center. They knew all about you sin. You want that? You want Dahmer? You want to hear about how Jimmy Hoffa died? Well, you know, and as I'm talking about the <laughs> drug trade and murders <laughs> and the like, today we're going to turn our attention to a Netflix release, The Irishman. Yeah. You know, released uh, to the general public November 1, 2019, although it was released earlier or previewed at the Tribeca Film Festival, I believe it was in New York City. Uh, Go figure, because the main actor, Robert De Niro, uh, has a place down in Tribeca, from what I understand. Uh, This movie, I love when you get these ranges, because this means nobody really knows what was going on. No. Uh, A budget range of $159 to $250 million. Wow. What's $100 million between friends? Yeah, especially a Scorsese film. uh, Good heavens. Yeah. And the box office... (laughs) Did you see that? (laughs) Eight million bucks. Oh, you got eight? Mine got showed eight. less than a million. Yeah. Well, I must have just had the Tribeca uh, eight, take. Eight million dollars. So yeah. now on paper, this is the biggest probably loss of all time in the movie industry. But we know it's Netflix. But there's Netflix. no way did it lose no money. So I was reading in how Netflix figures out how they gain viewers who's watched it. Okay, you know, let's and, figure this and out. And actually looking at the price of this, just one Netflix movie, knowing yeah. all of them they do. Yeah makes me feel a lot better what I pay for Netflix because 
Really? I don't know how they do these things. Yeah. I mean, I know there's millions of subscribers. Sure. But 159 million on one movie? You That's know, I, I watched it once. I yeah. might watch it again, but yeah. I watched it once. once and yeah. it's like, wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And they went big time. I mean, Scorsese, De Niro, uh, Pacino, Pesci. Yeah. I mean, well, it's no wonder the the, the price tag was so big time. Let's talk about this. The director is Martin Scorsese, who has been around forever uh, from movies like Taxi Driver and Raging Bull, Goodfellas and Casino, uh, The Aviator, one of our favorites, The Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, Christ Culture and Cinema. And then one I just saw at the Faith in Film Festival out of Concordia Seminary in St. Louis, Silence. Uh, and that's uh, based on the book by uh, an, a Japanese author, Endo, uh, on the last uh, round of persecution to the Christian church in the story of the last priest in Japan. Right. And what I'm finding interesting is if you look at Scorsese, he does really well with these uh, mafia-type movies. And then he has attention. He's got now three of them out there. This would be uh, not one of them, but he's got three movies out there of a religious nature. And I would mm. put silence in that category for sure. The Last Temptation of Christ is one that's in that category. And, and these Cape movies... Fear. Cape Fear. is no, in I'm there. just joking. No, <laughs> we're joking around. But these movies... As, as he's getting older, they're getting longer. I mean, yeah. silence is right up there at the three-hour mark. And that's, that's the wants to say. and that's the movie that precedes The Irishman, which is also right at that three-hour mark. But here's the difference. You're yeah. releasing a movie to Netflix. Yeah. Do you care how long it is? That's why they have all these different shows, and they can they can do multiple oh. movies. I mean, when Most you go certainly. to the theater, yeah. certainly there's a, a butt time. This is true. But when you're at home, and yeah, you're you watching can, on yours. You can hit what pause. You, why why edit out anything? Right. Make it the edit you want. It's a director's cut every time, baby. Yeah. Now what, You've got what, all the footage. What I find interesting about The Irishman, and we'll talk a little bit about this, I would tell you this is a convergent movie of his streams of these religious faith-challenging movies and his mafia movies come together in one at the end. Let, let me throw a third part. Throw it in. Because I know this is on the schedule for later this fifth season, yeah. Shutter Island. Ooh. This this idea of the what is happening, trying to figure yeah. it out, who done it. I mean, True. let's face it, uh, he's got a couple of those too. Um, and, and I think there's there's part of that idea of of trying to figure it out. Yeah. You know, you, you, I don't want to say it's a who done it. This is a, a based on a true story. Yeah, but nobody knows what really happened. Yeah, this is in the this is in the genre of historical fiction because mm -hmm. there's great history involved in this, and many of the characters are license. real. But then there's a lot of creative license yeah. to get to the end of this movie. Let's talk about the cast and the characters. Uh, there are many, and well, we're uh, going to see a theme because Scorsese has his boys. Oh, they all He's got do. Some favorites. They? they do. Oh, yeah. And he has his now. Playing Frank the Irishman Sheeran is Bobby De Niro. Yeah. Uh, Robert De Niro has been in. Oh, wait for it. Taxi Driver, Goodfellas, Raging Bull. Uh, just going down. Casino is another one. Then we know him from great movies like uh, The Godfather Part Two. Uh, Dirty Grandpa, 
is really pretty <laughs> funny did stuff. Did you just say we know him for great films? He went from Godfather to Dirty Grandpa. To Dirty Grandpa, I did. That. I went there. Actually, I was going to joke about Meet the Parents or Meet the Fockers, but oh, you went straight to Dirty Grandpa. I went to Dirty Grandpa. I did. I did. So I've well gone to Shark but Tales. Let's not forget, he's really good in the movie The Joker with Joaquin Phoenix. He was good in that. I mean, bit part. Yeah, but but let's go back to this genre. Yeah, you got Casino, you yeah. got Bronx Tale, mm-hmm. uh, we've got Goodfellas, we've yeah. got Heat. Oh yeah, these guys are in Heat together. You oh know, yeah, I keep telling you, it's yeah. one of my favorites. We gotta do sometime, you know. Um, but he is certainly De Niro. You oh, know, he from is. the comedies to the yep. serious ones. Uh, yep. He was great in Men of Honor. We talked about that oh, with Cuba Gooding Jr. Good movie, yeah. Um, Untouchables. Mm-hmm. Um, the Fan. Yeah, that's you true. Know, uh, with Wesley Snipes, yeah, incredible in that. So he's he's well, he's he, hero. He is who he is. And let's uh, oh. t- let's talk about uh, uh, the one playing Russell Buffalino. You know, it's funny. I went to high school or a grade school with a kid, Michael Buffalino. Uh, never put that together as a mob name, but here it is. There in this you go. Movie. Well, you did grow up in New Jersey. I did grow up in Jersey. How you doing? Oh, uh, Russell Buffalino, played by Joe Pesci, again, Raging Bull. Good fellas. I mean, right out ones. of the shoot. But yep. here's some great movies. It was on just the other night. I had to stop and watch for a little bit. My cousin Vinny. He is so good. He's he, hilarious. But he's playing the same character. Br- Bronx Tale. Bronx same Tale kind of, is another same kind one. Of, yeah. Most certainly. And then we just came out of the Christmas season not that long ago. Let's not forget Home Alone. Home Alone. He was in JFK. The, the Lethal Weapons, two to and four. And absolutely. Little, little comedy. He was the comedy guy. Yeah, he was. That's, that's the funny part. Yeah. And he is. He can play that role. What am I here, to make you laugh? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You can add that in a little bit. He's so good. He was. But um, with honors. Yeah. He was great in that. Another good movie. Uh, Yeah, you had said JFK. Mm -hmm. This um, Once Upon a Time in America. We see that again. Yeah, Uh, that comes up again. That's coming up uh, with uh, uh, Pacino. Mm -hmm. We're coming up again on that. Yep. You know, certainly he he has his roles. Yeah. And he's very versatile. Most certainly. Um. But they like working together. Oh, they sure do. Now, here's one guys. Here's one that I find interesting in the movie playing Bill Buffalino is Ray Romano. Now, we mm-hmm. know Ray Romano from Everybody Loves Raymond and his uh, stand-up routine. And he's he's appeared in several different TV series. But right. he was a key voice in the Ice Age movie series, the animated series. And here's a movie. I can't believe we're, we're, I'm going to mention it in the pantheon of movies we're going to mention today. Welcome to Mooseport. <laughs> I had that one uh, oh, circled. Yeah, that was just. Uh, it was a nice idea. It was not that. Here's good the of thing. An idea. <laughs> you know, when it comes to political movies, yeah, you have to really be careful because we're all sure. tired of politics. That's right. You know, it's like Dave. I love Dave because yeah. he didn't focus as much on the politics right. as the the cuteness. But That's right. Once you get too political, yeah, no, it's never good. It's never good. Never good. The distinguished gentleman Eddie Murphy, mm-hmm. funny. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's about politics. It's funny. Oh yeah. Don't, yeah. get, don't get too political on me. This is true. Now, playing the older Peggy Sheeran is Anna Paquin. And Anna Paquin is X-Men. I mean, she's definitely in the X-Men movies. She's awesome. Let's go into Wayback Machine. The Piano. Academy Award winner there. Yep, yep. yep. Uh, one of the Christ Culture and Cinema movies we've done. American Underdog. She was great. Uh, I know you like the Scream series. Scream 4. She was in Scream 4. I saw that one. Huh? one I, uh, oh, she was in Amistad, by the way. And I love Amistad. That is such a good movie. Here's one I've never heard of. The Squid and the Whale. Didn't hear that, no. Yeah, I have no idea what that is, but it was one of her featured movies, according to IMDb. 
I don't know anything what? about it, people. She's all that. That was an old yeah. one. That's Jane another Iyer. good one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good dinosaur. Oh, yeah. Oh, she yeah. was good. She's great. I like her. <clears throat> now, playing playing Jimmy Hoffa is Al Pacino. And Love Al. Come on. Godfather 1, Godfather 2, two. Yeah. Godfather 3. But, you know, also Donnie Brasco, Serpico. He's awesome in Dog Day Afternoon. I love him in Dog Day Afternoon. Another Christ culture in cinema. Here's two of our movies uh, more that we've done of Al's. Mm-hmm. House of Gucci, which yep. great podcast, folks. Go back and listen to that one. That's a great movie. And then another one, which rapidly has become one of my favorite movies, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, you like that one. But again, we have to find a movie where you go, what were you thinking? Let me guess. Please. Jack and Joe. Oh, you got it right <laughs> on that. You win the prize. Yeah, that one kind of stands out a Holy little bit. Cow. I was like... I was like, oh, that was interesting. It's now, like, did was, you did you read the script? <laughs> did you even glance at not. the script? What a but bad idea. He was, he was good and paternal, playing Joe Paternal. That's true. He did an excellent job. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked uh, Ocean's 13. You know, he, he had to bring in somebody. He got already a big cast. Yeah, gotta give yeah different. most certainly. Uh, two for the Money, mm-hmm. Matthew McConaughey early on. Great movie. It was great. Uh, the Recruit. Yeah. Any given Sunday, if you're oh, a sports fan. Oh, yeah, it's a fun movie. You know, he does a fabulous job yeah. as, as, uh, as there. Mm-hmm. Devil's Advocate, which him and Keanu Reeves, I thought he was incredible in that. Yeah. Heat. There you go. Heat again. Heat. Have we done Heat yet? Is it yeah, on the season we, five schedule? How long are you going to hold me off on that one? Come on. Uh, you know what? We should do that as a survey. <laughs> <clears throat> How long should we leave Michael hanging before heat. we do the movie Heat? Yeah, we'll have to look at that one. Now, playing Angelo Bruno is Harvey Keitel. I love Harvey Keitel. Harvey's great. He's 161 acting credits. Now, here's a guy who knows how to pick a script, okay? (laughs) Reservoir Dogs. Okay, Pulp Fiction, which, by the way, is coming up this season. It is coming up. Watch out. The Grand Budapest Hotel, which I've told you, love, love, love. You like that one? I love that movie. National Treasure. U Boat 571. Good movie. Sister Act. He's great in that. He's but fun. again, here is our weird Adam Sandler crossover with Al Pacino and Jack and Jill. Little Nicky. Little Nicky. Yep. Saw that one. And uh, so those are just some but, of the ones I pulled out. I got Get Shorty. Yeah, Be get, Cool. Uh huh. Little Fockers. There's a little crossover mm. here. You, you got in that with De Niro. A little bit of Robbie there. Uh, a little Bobby. Bugsy. Bugsy's a good movie. Uh, Lies We Tell. Yeah. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah, you mentioned Reservoir Dogs. Uh, yeah. Copland. Copland's good, too. So, But, yeah, a lot of credits, a lot of, you know, I don't, not too many movies he's going to carry. But no. he's a great, a great actor. He's kind of seasoning to the sauce. Yeah. You know, yes. he really is. He's good. He's really good. Now, playing Skinny Razor. Seasoning to the sauce. Don't you like that? That, that might have to be a regular thing. A little uh, seasoning who, to the sauce. Which actor is the seasoning to the sauce of this I th- movie? I think Harvey Keitel. might be Keitel. a regular uh, thing. Yeah, I think Harvey Keitel is in this I movie. Like it. Now, playing Skinny Skinny Razor, who's going to be the uh, mafioso guy who's going to bring Frank Sheeran into the life, so to speak, uh, is Bobby Cannaval. Mm-hmm. And we mo- we know him most recently from Ant-Man, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um, he's, oh, yeah. he's in this ill-fated movie, Blonde, which I told you. Did, did you see they couldn't use... That he played Joe DiMaggio. They had to put ex-athlete on oh, I IMDb. Know. I Isn't wonder it? what happened there. Who uh, sued who? Good heavens. <laughs> I'm telling you. I was like, he played DiMaggio. It the, says ex-athlete. The movie is terrible. Yeah. It's. I watched 15 minutes of it, and I went, I'm done. Pulled the plug on it. 
Uh, perfect. He's in Nine Perfect Strangers. I've told you to watch mm-hmm. that. That's one of those like nine episode uh, series. Fabulous, and he's so good in it. He's in Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle with Dwayne Johnson. He's yep. really good in that. And here we go. Mark it down now. Boardwalk Empire. Board, yeah, you HBO, like Boardwalk Empire. The other guys. Oh, yeah. Sing 2. Mm-hmm. Daddy's Home. Mm-hmm. I, Tanya. I think we talked about that oh, last time we had Oh, love I, Tanya. But Annie with, well, she's yeah, that's down further down. Stephanie later. Well, yeah, he's, that's he's down in that, later. Mm-hmm. that with her, too. A little so we crossover. Got some crossover, baby. Sure, absolutely. Now, playing Tony Provenzano is Stephen Graham. Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales. It's not bad when you got a Pirates movie in your in your arsenal. Uh, he was in the ill-fated Venom. That was a terrible... I haven't seen it. Oh, no, don't. Not gonna Just see don't. It. Okay. Skip. Uh, he was in Greyhound with Tom Hanks. Yep. Uh, Rocket Man. That was pretty good. Pretty good. I like that one. Not bad. Biopic. And then Boardwalk Empire. Uh, we also Gangs in New York, which was directed by Martin Scorsese. And by the way, you know who I think he played in Boardwalk Empire? As I'm, uh, no, maybe that's somebody else down the road. We're going to get that. I know who it is. That. It's not him. We we'll go. get back to that. A lot now, of playing Irene Sheeran is Stephanie Kurtzuba. And where do we know her from? Oh, wait a minute, <laughs> Martin Scorsese. Wolf, Wolf of Wall Street. Wall Street. Yep. There it is. But there's your crossover. She was an Annie. Annie. Yep. And uh, by the way. A lot the, of TV for her. A lot, lot of, of shorts. A lot of TV and a lot of shorts. Yeah. And in the TV, you know, ones that people would know, Blue Bloods, Bull. Those are those yeah. are pretty big uh, series I know a lot of people watch. Now playing Carrie Buffalino is Catherine Norducci. Now if there was somebody ever typecast for a role, there it is. And we know her from Capone. Jersey Boys, To Redemption, A Bronx Tale. Do you think she sort of typecast just a little yeah, bit? Yeah, she definitely, I, I saw that. Uh, 19 episodes of The Sopranos, Made in Brooklyn, Godfather yeah. of Harlem, Jersey yeah. Boys. I mean, she definitely is. Uh, oh, yeah. Capone. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. She's, in, she's, the, been in, she's in the genre. Now, playing Robert Kennedy is Jack Houston. And you want to talk about, again, some really good credits here. A couple CCCs. You know, Ben-Hur, American Hustle, House of Gucci. And? Antebellum. Fargo, the one television series. You know, there's been several series of that. uh, Which, oh, by the way, our next actor was also in a series of Fargo, which I find fascinating. Uh, So in quite a bit, what do you have? Hail Caesar. Another Christ culture in cinema. There you go. I totally missed that American Hustle. And, of course, Twilight Eclipse. Oh. You know, the... Probably the worst of all the Twilight movies. Of the Twilight but movies. I he was there. I'm just not a big fan of the Twilight series. It's... I like Stephanie Meyer. Yeah. I wish uh, wish the... You, you can't make a movie when one of the main characters is thinking everybody else's thoughts. Mm-hmm. Cause it's just weird. How do you it's, show up? Yeah. This is very true. Now, moving they on. They did all right. We have um, a Charlie O'Brien, played by Jesse Plemons. Mm. And again, here's another guy who knows how to pick some scripts. He does. The Power of the Dog. Yep. Battleship. Game Night, Jungle Cruise. That was a good movie. That's Christ another Christ Culture and Cinema movie here. Uh, Vice, mm-hmm. American Made. Again, he did a series. He did, I think it was the first or second, maybe it was the second season of Fargo on television. So American Made kind of takes you to all these movies you're watching on Netflix now, like uh, yeah. Narco, right? You bet. And it's kind of that Tom Cruise, I'm flying you bet. drugs. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah, in fact, Tom Cruise's character, you know, uh, in Narco, they... 
he's such a small piece of the big puzzle, and they knock him off in season one. So. Of course. <laughs> uh, Bridge of Spies. Yeah, Bridge of Spies. Judas and the Black Messiah. That's another good one. And then here's your football ones. He was in the movie Varsity Blues yeah. and was in 65 episodes of Friday Night Lights. Wow, that's great. Which is where I know Jesse Plemons. Yeah, yeah, most certainly. Landry. He's always Landry. Now, we have to get to this one, playing Fat Tony Salerno. Anytime, you know, you got a guy Fat named Tony. Fat Tony. Hey, Fat Tony, how you doing? Uh, now, he's most recently in Reacher on television, which is a really good series. He's in Tulsa King, which is the uh, Sylvester Stallone series. Uh, haven't seen it yet, but it looks pretty good. He is in The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Please, Netflix. You, you love that. I got to watch that. Bring sometime. me the next season. So I'm begging you. He, he only plays a tow truck driver, but for the love of the game. Oh, I'm a Coster fan. That's, yes. a, that's another good baseball or yes. sports movie. But wait, know. he's also in The King of Staten Island. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh. He's in The Bridge of Spies. There's your little crossover. Little crossover, surprise. A Bronx Tale. And he's in Boardwalk Empire. And guess who he plays in Boardwalk Empire? <laughs> Who's he play? Al Capone. He, a young, young angry... Rambunctious I could see that. Al Capone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's in the movie Boogie. Did you ever watch that? That recently came out, the basketball movie? I haven't seen no, that No, I have yet. not seen that. I just, uh, I, I wondered. i got to watch that one. That there you pretty. go. You know, that's going to be one of those I'm going to watch in an airplane. Maybe we're going out to. Yeah, uh, that could be. we got the best practices. That's a good one. Put that, that one. on. Boogie. Put it in the queue. Now, play in Whispers de Tulio is Paul Herman. And, again, here's another guy who knows how to pick some scripts. American Hustle, mm. Heat, mm -hmm. Silver Linings Playbook. Uh, he was in The Sopranos, Casino, Billy Bathgate. And now let's go in the way little, back machine. Little typecasting. You ready for the way back machine? Go. Cool. Cadillac Man, Big with Tom Hanks. Oh, yeah. Easy Money, and The Last Temptation of Christ, another Scorsese. Scorsese. Uh, Enemy of the State. Oh, Hackman. yeah. Yeah. Smith, yeah. That's I mean, a good one. Copland, which is another crossover. This analyzes in that. Yeah. This to, is a good career. Guy, so. This is yeah. a very good career. He's done all right for not having a big part. Now, playing Frank Fitzsimmons is Gary Barra, uh, Basaraba. There's a good name for you. Basaraba. Basaraba. Sounds like a dance. British uh, Columbia. There you go. Now, he's in the movie, which. My wife says, stop watching it. It's on all the time, and I watch it. <laughs> the accountant. Oh, the, I haven't seen it. Oh, you have not, not the seen, the seen the account. It is really, That's really, a good really. It's good. It's a lot of fun. He's in Suburbicon, Little Italy. This is where I laugh, though. He is a voice in the Smurf movies. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Who wouldn't be? And? Hef hefty Smurf. I just saw hey, that. He's Hefty Smurf. <laughs> hefty, Hefty, what, What's hefty. your credit? Um, I'm Hefty Smurf. Hefty Smurf. <laughs> and, oh, by the way, he's in Striptease. Well. Who wouldn't want to be in striptease? Come on. That movie, that movie went right down the dumper. Yeah, that's it was not bad. a good movie. Now, playing young Peggy Sheeran is <clears throat> Lucy uh, Galena. And uh, only two credits, Christmas with Holly and Boardwalk Empire. Of course. Oh, uh, what a shock. Uh, and, and The Irishman. Well, Three of course. And now the playing older uh, Dolores Sheeran is uh, Marin Ireland. And I love her credits. She's in Homeland on television, The Glass Chin, uh, Hell or High Water, uh, The Man in the Woods. But here you go, The Manchurian Candidate, and I Am Legend. Those are pretty big movies. Those are big ones. It's a fascinating little career there. And you know what? Anybody that's in I Am Legend besides Will Smith, yeah, 
it matters because there's what there are four people. Well, That's I mean, it. Yeah, yeah, everybody else is gone. Getting killed. Yeah. <laughs> and then really, I think the critical Flashbacks. role, which is funny, you have all these great actors and actresses in this thing. The most critical role, to me, is the assisted living priest. You know, the nursing home priest, the guy who's coming in. It's played by Jonathan Morris. And what's fascinating to me is he's only got three credits besides this movie. He is in The Passion of the Christ. So now we uh, got that with uh, Mel uh, Mel Gibson there. He's right. in The Passion of the Christ. He is the narrator of a documentary called Jesus is Life. And he is a regular on Fox Report with John Scott. And the reason I find that interesting is... We'll go into my personal Wayback Machine. When I was first in ministry in Hastings-on-Hudson, uh, a young family showed up to my church, a husband, wife, and their two kids. And remember, the one kid's name was Noah. Why I remember that, I have no idea. Noah. But it was John Scott. He had just moved nice. to New York from uh, wherever to start working for Fox News in New York City. And uh, he was Lutheran and looking for a church. Looking so, for a church. Uh, that yeah. works. There you Glad go. Not. So John I think, Scott. I think you probably have her. I think you skipped over Stephanie Kurtz, Kurtz, Kurtzuba, who played uh, Irene uh, Sheeran. Oh, there you go. I, I think I skipped right over yeah, that. Yeah, I don't yeah. know She was the Annie crossover. That's uh, right. Bad yeah. Education, of course, Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, the Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, but again, a lot of TV, a lot of shorts. Not a big deal. But but she, uh, again, great cast. Oh, Absolutely. Better movie, and and it gave me some insight into Netflix. This is interesting. I think if I was a director, and you're going to pay me the same amount to do a movie for Netflix than anybody else, why wouldn't you do it? Take the restrictions off. Well, I'll tell you what. The thing that I learned, and this is um, this is going to the um, uh, my my time out in St. Louis at the Faith and Film Festival. Uh, what was really really interesting to me was. On the very first day, we had a, a guest speaker uh, by the name of Josh Salzberg. And, and, and name probably doesn't mean much to anybody, but he, he tuned me into something that I never gave thought of. You know, we always think about the director. Oh, the director. Everything rises and falls with the director. And clearly, he has a vision for the movie. He's going to drive the movie. That's important. But somebody's got to take all this film, all of this footage, Editing. and edit it down to reflect the story that they want to tell. Now, they can they can have hours and hours of film, but if somebody doesn't edit it down to capture the story, doesn't matter. And what I really appreciated what Josh shared with us that day was that they're never being proscriptive in their stories. They're being descriptive. They're describing to you their vision, their image, their whatever uh they're not telling you what to think they're showing you and challenging you to process that what to do really good right. i thought that was such a healthy way of looking at things now having said that this movie let's get back to this movie um in what i see what do you see so this is absolutely a historical fic uh, fiction piece this movie is set in the you know with a World War II veteran who works for a meat delivery company, uh, Frank the Irishman Sheeran, who uh, is ending up, uh, you know, giving a little something, something to the to the mafia guy on this on the side. Uh, when it all comes down and the union gets involved, he keeps his mouth shut and the mafia stands by him. 
and Frank the Irishman Sheeran ends up working for the mob. Well, we discover that he's a fairly cold-hearted person. And as the movie unfolds, it's Frank Sheeran moving into being the preferred hitman for this Philadelphia crime family as it moves forward. And it's constantly crossing over into dealing with the Teamsters. Now, mm-hmm. historically, Jimmy Hoffa is a real person. And uh, there's another great movie out there starring Jack Nicholson as Hoffa. Hoffa, right. Great movie. It's another view of this from Hoffa's perspective. Well, this is really the view of the hitman's perspective. And as this movie is moving through, we realize that this is Frank Sheeran recalling his life as he is at the end of it, living in a nursing home to this priest, this assisted living priest who remains nameless. He's just a father coming in and visiting. And Frank is telling his life story to this priest. And this life story is fairly incredible. Uh, As I think back over my years, 30 years of being a a pastor, and, and the you know, in our Lutheran church ethos, the limited amount of times there has been any kind of private or personal confession, I will tell you, I never heard anything like this. No. <laughs> no. Well, you were in New Jersey for a while, so I'm kind of surprised, but you're not Catholic. Catholics might have heard this. Well, Nobody you know, wants to confess to us the same way. They got their corporate confession. They do it on their own. Well, but I would say this. I have had my moments where some <clears throat> things were, and I would go, well, okay. Nothing at all compared to this, because this is Frank confessing, you know, hits that he, he carried out, awful murders of people that he had carried out. Now, he had been in jail. You know, what led up to this is that as he's telling his life story, when he finally is arrested with other people, he pleads the fifth. He goes to jail on all sorts of accounts because there's nothing to ever prove the disappearance and the demise of Jimmy Hoffa. Right. Uh, a couple of years ago, I was in Michigan, in Bloomfield Hills, Michigan, where uh, the group of people I was visiting took me out to dinner to the restaurant which was the last place Jimmy Hoffa was ever seen alive. And in this movie, do we call this a spoiler alert? It is historical fiction. Yeah. This came out three over three years ago. Yeah, 2019. And it's Netflix, and yeah. they're listening to us. Sure. You know, that should just be at the start. Maybe we should end it into our, our opening. Yeah. This is the movie we're talking about, if you haven't seen it. This is true. Spoiler alerts. We could do that. It's kind of be implied. All right, so we're going to say this. So the movie really comes to a it comes to a great crescendo. And here's Al Pacino. I'm, I'm sorry. Here's Robert De Niro facing Al Pacino. Here is Frank the Irishman Sheeran facing Jimmy Hoffa, just like he'd, and just like he, <laughs> and he pulls out a gun. And he kills him point blank range. He does. And then two other guys come in, scoop up the body, and uh, they uh, uh, cremate the body. Oh, he takes the gun and he and places this could on his be body. How it happened. And that's the, here it is. This is the historical fiction part. We don't know what happened to Jimmy Hoffa. We don't know. There are those who believe he was buried in the end zone of the old Meadowlands in New Jersey uh, prior to them pouring the concrete slab of which the field sits. Uh, there are others who say he sealed, was sealed up in a, a barrel of acid and dumped in a landfill. Uh, there are others who 
speculate he was killed this way. Body cremated and we don't know. scattered to the four winds, so to speak. We don't know. But where this movie crosses over, because this is obviously cultural, this is historical in many respects, Frank is in jail along with these other gangsters, mobsters, and as they die off one by one, Frank gets paroled out. And he is sent to this nursing home where he's recounting this whole life story to this priest. And more than just recounting it, he's actually confessing it. And the priest treats this as the sanctity of the confessional. You know, in our, in our Lutheran uh, world, it's uh, Psalm 32, verse 5. And we say this responsibly in our third setting of the liturgy in our hymn book. I acknowledge my sin to you, and I did not cover my iniquity. And here are the words. I said I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of, of my, my sin. We mm-hmm. say this right prior to the confession. Um, it's in the book of Psalms again, Psalm 51, verse 17, where we hear, The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit. A broken and contrite heart, O oh God, you will not despise. So, so here's, my, here's my big question, Michael. As, as you're watching this movie, as you're witnessing this man at the end of his life, does he have a broken and contrite heart? No. Does he show any remorse for any of this in his life? So, so it's fun to watch his inner battle as as he's basically being told by Pesci, this is what you need to go do. Because he loves Jimmy Hoffa. They have a relationship. Well, they have a friendship. You know, you can see that was hard on him. But but he also knows what he has to do. Yeah. He knows what where basically the life he's chosen yeah. and what his job is. You know, he paints yeah. houses. Right. And um, it, it's, it's kind of neat. And yet when time comes... Not a hesitation. Not a, hey, I'm going to save you. Let's do it. No, he knows. There's not Job's even a blank. No. I mean, it's like, I'm this here to do This is what he it. does. You know, it's, again, Book of Psalms, 147, verse 3. He heals the brokenhearted and he binds up their wounds. Does he seem to be brokenhearted at the end of his life over any of this? No. no yeah. No, no. You know, the, the onus that's placed upon the individual, upon the pastor, upon the church— Uh, It's in John chapter 20, uh, verses 22 and 23. This is where it all hinges for me. And when he had said this, he breathed on them, and Jesus said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you withhold forgiveness from any, it is withheld. And as I look at Frank in this movie, is he? In any way, shape, or form... Is, is this the right thing for the priest to do? I, I, I He's such a minor character, but to me, the whole movie hinges upon the scene, which gets back to where I think Scorsese has been in a lot of his movies of recent, is this struggle with the authenticity of the confession of faith. Right. Now, if you get to the movie Silence, and that's a hard, hard watch, folks. It's a great movie. Uh, some Christ culture and favorites are in there. Liam Neeson's in it. Uh, Andrew Garfield is in it. Uh, some really good folks are in that movie. And and that's the conundrum of that movie. You get to the end and you're going, where is faith in this matter? And I'm telling you, you get to the end of The Irishman and you're going, is there contrition? Is there, is there 
a sense of absolution? Is there a sense of faith? This is a fabulous movie. Um, It's a long watch. It's a good watch. The characters, I think, are spot on. Don't you, Michael? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I I think there's an incredible job of casting in this movie and acting in this movie. But you get to the end, and I... I kind of have a lump in my throat as I get to the very end of this movie and I go, huh, where is Frank now? You know, where is he after such a hard life and such a life with such an edge where there just seems to be no feeling or emotion to what he has done? And and that's where I think Scorsese did a fabulous job of the lead up to all that of yeah. the way it started yeah. of the way his life changed the direction it took how he chose to do it why he chose to do it and seeing the results i mean they didn't just take it to the murder to when he is old when he's in the nursing when the when the fbi agents come to try to talk to him and get him to confess here for mm-hmm. other people's sake i mean it's it's a well done movie yeah it, to me it, it it echoes to what luther says about confession he says what is confession first that we confess our sins, and second, that we receive absolution, that is, forgiveness from the pastor as from God himself, not doubting, but firmly believing that by it our sins are forgiven before God in heaven. I really walk away from this movie wondering, does Frank really care? Right. Does he really care? You see a little bit of regret of what it cost him with with, uh, his daughter. Mm Mm-hmm. When she kind of said, all right, enough's enough, I'm done. Right. Um, so you get a little bit of that, but I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's funny in the uh, Office of Private Confession, you know, when they go into the confessional, you know, Father, uh, bless me, Father, for I have sinned. And in our our short order of private or personal individual confession, it is, God be merciful to you and strengthen your faith. And we say, do you believe that my forgiveness is God's forgiveness? And the penitent would say, yes, dear confessor. There's none of that with Frank. No. There's none. None. Which I think leads to our question of the day about this movie. It's I think it really does challenge us to think about this. You know, what weight or transgression or sin are you still carting around with you? Hmm. Um how have you viewed it through the lenses of faith, and do you see it as something that God can really forgive? Uh, if you haven't unloaded that transgression, why haven't you? And if you think you've unloaded it and are still carting it around, why are you still carrying it around? Because isn't that what Christ died on the cross for? Right. Now, having said that, this was a great movie this week, and uh, we would hope that you would consider leaving a rating, a review, and sharing this podcast with others so they get to see movies as we see movies and grow through this together. And don't forget, the book is out there on Amazon, Christ, Culture, and Cinema, How Faith and Films Intersect. Now, if you want to meet Michael and myself, we're going to be in Phoenix, Arizona. <laughs> well, first we're going to question your sanity, but uh, come right? say hi if you like yeah. talks. If you like talking movies, yeah. But hey, we're going to have some come sp- talk movies with us. We well, love it. We're going to have some good stuff. We're going to be at Christchurch Lutheran on Indian Schoolhouse Road in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, those dates are coming up in February. We're going to be there 
uh, February, what is that, 17, the 19, Michael? Uh, 15th. Well, 15th. Uh, we, six, we travel the 15th. 16th yeah. and 17th are when you so come we'll see So we'll be us. there the 16th and the 17th. Yeah. We'll be out there. Just look for our uh, banner, our logo. It looks just like a little icon there on the uh, on the podcast. And we're going to have some things to give away. You yeah, know? Some goodies. going to have some, some, some goodies stuff. to give away. Come you have to- a chance to, to fill out if you want to see a movie, you want us to do it. We'll, we'll add you to either late season five or season six after we do Heat. Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> that Heat's back in there, isn't it? <laughs> you keep working that movie back in, don't you? Uh, you know what? I'm going to hype it up. Everybody's going to like, that's stupid. Why yeah. are you doing that one? Wow. Go away. We're going to do Heat. We'll do Heat when we do Kill Bill Volume 1 and 2. i got to watch them. Oh, I haven't seen Kill, Kill Bill. Bill. Kill Bill Volume One and Two, folks. I did watch movies. Bullet Train, but I haven't watched Bullet Kill Train. Was good. So, yeah, no. Okay, we we got, got that, that in, going for we'll me. Put that in the Which queue. Nice. Now, having said all that, next week, next <clears throat> week, we're going to finally venture into really, I think, the finest, finest uh, portrayal of my favorite superhero growing up. Next week, we're going to join Christian Bale. As we consider the 2005 classic, Batman Begins. Until next time, we'll see you at the movies. Thank you for joining us for Christ, Culture, and Cinema with the doctor, Jeffrey Skopak, and his assistant, Michael Pop. Until next time, we'll see you at the movies.